All right, so yeah, so what, you know, with all that being said, you know, the father and the son, that parallel with between the father and son and Adam and Eve is showing a reflective image that God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And, you know, we're seeing that Eve was brought out of Adam. She wasn't created in the same way out of the dust that Adam was. She was builded, like Lance said, in the Hebrew that were made there is different than how Adam was uh, created. So, and in the same way, Christ was brought out of or begotten from the Father. So as we've laid this foundation, now we're going into the next aspect. We can look forward to that in the next episode where we'll talk about, you know, that life that Adam had, he is given to all of humanity. You know, that's the same life that he's part of, that Eve took from him is the same life that we will all receive. But what happened? What changed? Why was this life now not sufficient or not enough? So as we go forward, we'll go into more of a deeper aspect of this life that Adam gave to all humanity and what was wrong with it. Another episode of Unlearned. And, you know, we're kind of going back. We're not going back. We're going, building on what we talked about in previous episodes. It's like, you know, you got to watch all the episodes. <laughs> but I, I think it's good, or listen to all the episodes. It's good to really flow with us. And, you know, we're learning all together. And, you know, it's our titles, our group name, Unlearned, because it's important to build these foundations again because a lot of things that we've learned over the years have been toxic to our relationship with God and, and you know lack of a better word but it has been toxic because it's stunted our growth in our relationship with him and so now we're gonna go you know after talking about you know the parallels between the father and the son and Adam and Eve and the life that Adam or the father gave to the son um, and that Adam, he kind of, you know, brought forth out of, you know, Eve brought forth out of Adam that same life. You know, they're sharing that same nature, that same life. All of humanity has that same life also. So let's look at, you know, Genesis 2, uh, verse 7, just to talk about this life that was given to Adam and then move forward from there. So Genesis 2, chapter 7, and it says, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. What was in that breath or that life that Adam received? Hmm. You know, it's interesting how you look at that, like what, what, what did he receive and you know, why, how was that life given to Eve? And you know, what, what can we, what can we see in this text? I mean, I think the buildup um, in the text is that before, before man became a living soul, he was formed out of the dust of the ground. So a living soul is is a two is a two part being, right? It's a it's a body plus breath or spirit, 
within that body that makes it a living soul. Um, and so essentially my the way I view this text is that God put within man, what we talked about earlier, eternal life. Mm. That eternal life was that Adam should have lived eternally in a, the good, the very good state that God said he created Adam in. Um, that's what was breathed into man. And the only way that he could maintain that is that God dwelt in man in a spiritual sense. Mm. God dwelt in Adam. He breathed into Adam his very life. And Adam became a living, should be eternal being. Mm. So, so does that still exist today? Does Adam still have an eternal life? Or the, does the life that Adam passed down to us, is it still an eternal life? I mean, I guess that's when we get into the, the fall, right? Chapter three? The fall. <laughs> because the, the question is, the Bible is clear in the New Testament, it said that God has reconciled us back to himself through Christ. Okay. So so if, if, if Adam didn't lose something, then what we Christ reconciled us back to. Okay. So I guess we should go to hmm, the fall. Where did that happen? Chapter three. Chapter three. So Genesis chapter three. Hold up. Um, so in Genesis two, like if you follow up seven and go to eight, and the Lord God planted the garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So he put them in the garden, right? Yeah. In that same garden, if you go down to uh, 15, 16, 17, it says, and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of mm. good and evil mm -hmm. thou shalt not eat of it. For in that day that thou uh, that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me fit. So this is a more breakdown into the Adam and Eve. But one one thing that I always find interesting about this uh, part of the Genesis is before before this verse about shall surely die, we've never seen anything else in the creation that mentioned death. Mm -hmm. Like this is the first time that you see like death, like what death and even evil, to be honest, yeah. in that create in the story of creation. So this is a very significant because even in this part, it is not good. Everything else is like it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. But also it showed too, though, that there's a knowledge of good and evil existing. Right. Yeah. That existed before. Right. Mm. That men didn't know of yet. Right. Mm. Right? Mm. And so we're going to, in, in, in God's time, he was going to then um, reveal this to men or so introduce that knowledge of evil. Right, right. There you go. So knowledge of evil come from the fall of Lucifer. When Lucifer um, was at Isaiah, yeah, while we look for that, don't you think it's interesting that this tree is the knowledge of good and evil, right? God is good. Mm. We have knowledge of that, but they didn't have knowledge of evil. Mm. And it's interesting that the tree is like, like there is a record of evil yeah. that that exists. Like he said, like evil existed because, oh, okay. and that's why we want to look at it. Like that's super interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
and that that's to important. me that shows that shows how just God is. Mm-hmm. That that let's say he we never get the record of people. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Would so, that be fair? Like would that removing that experience or that even the idea of you is that showing fairness or justness uh, to a supreme being? Like, right. To like, so, a supreme so, being that's that's just and good like mm-hmm. the fact that there is even a record of mm-hmm. something that is clearly detrimental right the um, option to choose this is uh, something's mm-hmm. coming up to me now it's, <laughs> we look at um so we look, 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 look at lucifer right said so how about that um oh, yeah, isaiah, right. isaiah isaiah 14 12 right he says how art thou fallen from heaven O lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which to this weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sight of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the most high. Now I want to stop there and just go back to the point I, I made, just to put something on the floor, right? So there must be a knowledge that pre-existed before Adam, oh, a knowledge of good and evil that pre-existed before Adam um, and evil made, created, right? And so now we see um, that you should ask who who did it, right? Who who brought in evil? See Lucifer, right? But now he says that thou has said in thine heart. So when we talk about knowledge, is it a mind thing that's taking place here with Adam? So that's a point. Look at it. Adam had to disobey God, right? When he, when he disobeyed, he didn't follow, right? But was it a mind that's oh, you know knowledge of good and evil, or is it more of a intimate? Thing that is broken more, more of an inner something deeper than just oh figuring out oh that's right that's wrong right because obviously God gave him options already so he should also he already know how to discern right from wrong because there were two trees in the garden mm-hmm. the tree of life the two main trees were the tree of life in the midst mm-hmm. and the tree of good and I said no of all these trees you should eat but of this one don't eat so obviously Adam knows what's right and wrong is it fair to say Right, right. He knows it's right and wrong. He knows options, right? He knows what's right and wrong. Because he knows if, if, if he disobey God, he said that they don't surely die. So obviously, he, I, I, I was not, what was not, so not intelligent. Experiencing the wrong and knowing something wrong is two different things. Right, I, can, I read, can I read the definition of knowledge? Go ahead. It's, I, I, uh, the definition is um, awareness or familiarity gained by experience of a fact or situation. Gained by mm-hmm. experience. All right. I mean, that's one definition, but it's, mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's like of a situation like that. When we're talking about the record of evil, you know what I'm saying? So experience, gained experience, and it's the, the information of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, it can only gain that knowledge and experience by committing an action and that's eating. Which, what, which what, 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 was, what, what was the sin? Was the sin eating the fruit or, or the sin that's making the choice? It was and, and that's what I think brings more light to that, that the, the point of it being more than just uh, yeah. the act that you had. It's, 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 yeah, it's more than that. So they chose knowledge. They chose, it's, it's bigger than that. They, they it's, chose, the point they made, it's the point you made is the heart. It's about the heart. Are you right? saying so in their heart? Lucifer said in his heart. In his heart. heart. You said in thine heart. In Adam, in, 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 Adam, in his but, heart. Right. So, but to me, the, the heart of a man, as it relates to scripture, the life of a man is symbolic of the heart of a man, which is the inner being of the man. Right. right. Because your heart is just a pumping blood. It's no. not. No. When the Bible uses that, it's referring to the spirit of the yes. man. Yes. Right? Right. Then Adam, God gave Adam the, like we talked about eternal life. 
Mm-hmm. He had the life source, sustaining source of God mm-hmm. merged with his innate nature, mm-hmm. his human, his mortal, his mortal human spirit, mm-hmm. literally in his body, in his form. And when he chose to let his nature rise above the very choice or, or nature of God is when God said, I can no longer dwell in human So, flesh. So is it, all right, you know, Knowing right and wrong is not really a thought. It's choosing in yourself. So it's like when you you already know, okay, it's wrong. God said don't do don't eat this tree. But you then ignore that and say, you know what? I will eat of this tree. And then in, in, in that, like you said, the spirit of it, it, that that he that he possessed in that that heart, he then turned his back. Because yeah, it's this simple, right? You think about it, it's just it's just a Right. right, it's the same way when Christ was tempted. He was hungry. Right. You know what I'm saying? All he had to make was some bread, he could do that. Right. Why not do it? Yeah. Why not just make right. bread? But again, it's this, this, the, the act of making bread shows that he distrusted that God could do it for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That he could rely on God. So when you, oh God. What you so I, basically I was gonna say, you have to cons- you have to consider what the, what the serpent said though. Right, the serpent said, you shall be as God. So let's go to the next one. Right. So in Isaiah, then Isaiah gives you, it gives you, draw the parallel. It gives you the thought of, or gives you deeper into insight of what Lucifer was thinking was right. when you mm-hmm. phrase that question. He was trying to. So I think you got to read it side by side. What the serpent said and what, what Lucifer what thought mindset was. So Genesis three chapter one says, "Now the serpent was more subtle." than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So, you know, as we're going back and referencing where, you know, Satan or Lucifer came into, you know, this brought in the knowledge of evil. And now we're going to this spot where it's saying that he's bringing this knowledge of evil we're trying to bring it into our human experience this is this is where he has introduced his government yeah his kingdom his way of thinking you know, how he did how he does things yeah it's right here like adam adam had dominion over all right. all the earth this was given to him by god like that's why he had he named all them he did all that stuff but now satan is now coming down and trying to mess this whole situation up. He's trying to change this. He's trying to get some people on his side. Like, hey, God will take me back. I mean, just speculating. Like, God will take me back if you guys fall because he loves you guys. He created you out of the dust. He made you in his image. So now he comes to Eve, the woman, and is like, hey, he just literally plants doubt into the mind of basically saying God is withholding something mm-hmm. from you that you should have. You should have this knowledge that I have. Mm-hmm. 
knowledge of good. It should be like gods. Your God is withholding something from you, from withholding something from you, so you can be like him. If you think about it, how how would the serpent have known what it is to have the knowledge of good and evil, and that it would do that? Who would have given him this information? Hmm. You know, it's like a medium. Yeah. And so as we as we continue down, as we go forward, it says, uh, where, where are we at? Verse six. Yeah. And the one and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took one, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. First eating shown in the scripture of that tree. So that happened first by her and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed so fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. That's a lot in that text, uh, was that verse six there? Because it's one showing that Eve ate the fruit first, two, Adam, it says was with her. So there's a lot there. I don't know how we want to put that, but. Well, that I've had discussions about that. Was he there? Was he there? And scripture will reveal to us that, you know, the way this is written or this is said right here, it doesn't really make sense if you're saying that Adam watched his wife go through this whole scenario and just let her eat it. Mm -hmm. And he was there and just took it because the Bible says that Adam was not deceived. Mm -hmm. So if Adam is not deceived, then he can't just be there watching the whole thing go mm -hmm. take place. Yeah. She had to have been by herself, come with the fruit and Adam knowing exactly what happened, you know, it was his decision now to say, okay. It was a constant decision. Right to eat the fruit, eat the fruit, yeah, go along with her. When I read this wording, I just think it's like an overview. Right? Yeah. It's like how Genesis 1 is like the overview of creation, and then Genesis 2 is like, it goes deeper into yeah. the creation of on the, on the sixth day. Yeah. Right. 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 right, So this is just like the fall of man. Like, right. So, you know. And that's why now you look at it, Romans 5, uh, verse 18 and 19. And now it says, therefore, by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one the free gifts came upon all men unto justification of life for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners mm -hmm. so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous but then so I look the fruit to him too yeah so the fruit so when he ate the fruit did, uh, did we Fall. Did man fall? Well, no, I mean, if you keep reading, if you keep reading, it gives Where you Sorry, verse, um, Genesis. verse 7, Genesis 3. Yes. Verse 7. It says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. But listen now. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden. That's interesting. They heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. The presence of the Lord God here is, is they, they heard his voice. They knew it was the presence of the Lord against the trees. But listen to what it says in verse 9. 
It says, And the Lord God called unto Adam. He didn't call unto Eve. He called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And God said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Mm -hmm. And Adam said, The woman whom thou gavest to me to be with me, she gave me the tree, and I did eat. And God said unto the woman, What is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Can I um, just point out that he says, Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? So then Adam says, the woman, right? She she gave you the tree and not to eat. Mm -hmm. But the point that I'm making is like God commanded you not to eat it. So you hearkened to the voice of the woman over the voice of God. Mm -hmm. And then the woman, she hearkened to the voice of the serpent. The serpent over the, over the voice of Adam. Over the over the, the voice of Adam. Adam. <laughs> so it goes back to First Corinthians 11. Uh, 11, yeah, where it gives you the I guess the wow. order. Oh, yeah. of God is the head of Christ. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Adam is the head of this the woman. The man is the husband as well. Right. But like it then it right in Genesis three closes out verse seventeen. Read yeah. on. It says, and unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat. Of it all the days of thy life, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of the face of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now let us put forth his hand and take also of the tree. I'm sorry, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and placed and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of, of life. Right. So we, we gotta retract a little bit, right? Yeah, this time. Verse, verse 22 says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. What does that mean? So the knowledge of good and evil is that you have to experience that to know it? No, I don't, that's not, because that's not, that wasn't the plan, right? The plan was not for them to experience evil at all. Well, because I, I was just saying, we, we talked about it right earlier, we were talking about how knowledge is experiential, mm -hmm. right? But it says that the man is one that. of us to know good and evil. Meaning, I, I think it means God knows what evil is, right? He knows yes. that something, if you do this, this will happen, right? And it's not by experience. Right. It's not by his experience, right? He just knows. He knows the beginning, end from the beginning. Now, since they've sinned, now they know that something has changed. When something has changed, so they are aware of what has changed. Because when, when you sin, when they when they sin, what did they do? They hit themselves. They hit themselves. Right. They were like, whoa, they get their eyes. Right. 
they hit themselves because before that, that wasn't a problem. Yeah, could it also be that men have now entered into now um, something now has entered the the experience. the experience of mankind now? They're living their their livelihood yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, because remember. God, the Father, the Son in heaven, when the, the Lucifer dysfunction. So there, there, there was another dysfunction in heaven existing. And God was, a, and, and that he's among that now. Now man now has now dysfunction. On earth was only at that tree. The whole earth is perfect. We're talking about a perfect world here. But it was only at the tree they could find something, I would say, negative here. The record. And, then now, and then now man has now entered into that reality. And I mean, entered now into a different. So when they become that way, they have to live in. I got you. Was, is that? I got you. Point to it? Go ahead. Think about children, right? Mm-hmm. We we're adults, right? There's a point where children are super innocent, and then let's say the child the child walks into a room, he opens a book, and he sees like, whoa, and you cuss out your wife, and you're like, he saw this, like. Uh, yeah, he has one, one of us. Like, uh, he understands uh, yes, this. Yes. Like yes. now we gotta. <clears throat> No, yeah. We have yeah. we have to uh, move in this relationship a different way because yeah. now he has this understanding yeah. that he didn't have before. Oh, that's my point. That was not intended for. That's for. That's for. Yeah. And also, you look at it when you that's say, good. That's, that's very good. good. That's powerful. And um, God be the glory. <laughs> <laughs> so you look at yeah, verse 17, I just want you to. Yeah. But this was quite off. This one just make a point as far as we talk about life and what was in Adam also. You know, and we see in verse 17 was the first time we see where man's life was numbered. And it even says, and thou shalt eat of it all the days of that life. Mm-hmm. We see where God put a number. It's that it's like to eternal life. Eternal life. It's like eternal life. There's now a number now. Do we explain the eternal life? That touch it, go ahead. God, so God breathed into Adam eternal life. And you can only have eternity with God. So if God removes himself, now you just have life. You don't have Eternal in parentheses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because of grace, you're not living under grace, you know, systematic. Right. So you're not living under grace. Yeah. Because of the fall, you know, just under grace. So Adam didn't immediately die. He didn't immediately die, but we see where now God numbered his days. When he says all the days of that life. So when you're numbered, there's a time now when you're gonna die. There's a time now when everybody who you give that life to, that life that you have, has that life that Adam gives us has an expiry date on it. Yeah. It's going to die. But, it's going to die. But the life that Adam had before the fall did not have expiring date. Right. Which is why Jesus could say in chapter 17 of John, he says, Father, they always come glorify thy, thy son that thy son may glorify thee. Mm-hmm. As thou hast given him, thy son, power mm-hmm. over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast Amen. given him. Amen. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So the, 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 the principle, I believe, is that something was lost from the life of Adam, which now Christ in the New Testament had to restore or came to restore so that we could once again be in unity with the Father. And so at that time when they recognized they were naked, that's when the change occurred, is that they made a choice that God could no longer dwell within them in the way that he had created. Right. It's kind of like, you know, I'm thinking now because it's like the, the Bible is interesting in the flow of how it, it progresses. And you know, there's these Bibles that they're like chronological Bible was order. It's mm-hmm. like they're not in this. You can just skip into some other text, but this is when it happened chronologically. Mm-hmm. And I would say like Romans 5 verse 
12 is kind of where this happened. Like what Theo was just saying. Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. This is where you now insert, well, first remove eternal life and insert death into your experience. Sin. This is where it, it now. We have, t- we have tainted nature. We have an infected life. And that's what it says in First Corinthians 15, 45. And so it is written that first man, Adam, was made a living soul, and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Yep. So you're going from, I mean, that was a quick transition there too. Like you, you about to say something. I want to answer your Romans 5. Yeah. If you keep reading uh, um, 14, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Yeah. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God, the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. So it's, this is now, as you continue reading chapter, Romans chapter five, it's now going into, you know, it's kind of fast tracking it, but Adam, he gives life, his life is going to eventually be reproduced into all of humanity. Mm-hmm. But at first it was good. There was nothing wrong with his right. life. Now the serpent, we talked about Satan coming down and he's bringing in this aspect of doubt and, you know, lies to Eve. And Eve is like, yo, maybe I should take this fruit. And she takes the fruit, eats it against what God said and now gives the fruit to Adam. Now that fruit is now, you know, he takes part of that and now sin enters his experience, which is where it says, you know, that one act of disobedience causes all men to receive that death, that infected life. Can we can we just address how sinister of a plan that is? Like, but to the point that I made earlier when we were speaking, it's like, there's, there's this good and evil, right? Life and death. Adam and Eve were on life and good, but they then made a choice to go over to evil, right? Once they're over here on evil, how do you get back to good? Because God is good, you can't. If you lose God, how do you get back to God? Mm-hmm. Like you need good to get to good. Like it's hard to, to word it yeah, and when that's, you guys get the picture. Yeah, I think, I think most times people, that's when you say evil, people just think of something. Now us, like how Adam and Eve, they were born in perfection and goodness and all these things. Like they didn't choose that of their free will to be born then. Yeah. But they had the option, right? Mm-hmm. Like the option is presented, is, is there. Yeah. Just like us, how we're born sinner, shaped in iniquity, mm-hmm. all that. Like we now, because of Christ, because of the grace of God, the plan of salvation, we now have the option to choose life. So we don't yeah. have to stay in death. Yeah. But if, if somebody might ask, you know, how are we condemned as a result of of what Adam did? And mm-hmm. I think Romans five eighteen gives us a context. It says, therefore, as by the offense of one, Romans five eighteen, mm-hmm. judgment came upon all men yeah. to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift 
came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. To be honest, that is the gospel. That's <laughs> one man, Adam, not, I mean, yes, Eve took the fruit and made the choice before, but everything regarding the life source of Eve originated in Adam. Therefore, if Adam failed, if Adam did not take the fruit, sin, death would not have entered our experience because Eve did it. It's when Adam chose to do it. It's when this, this text attributes all of the offense that exists now, as a result of that, is when Adam decided to self, choose his self, his own will over the, the Spirit of God in him. It says, now all of us have been um, condemned as a result of this. That's the fall. That's the fall. The fall, like you said, the gospel, because right here, this, we're not going to get into it today, but by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. We're going to be made righteous. I mean, and even that's not something that. You can do yeah, on your own. own right? I was about to say, we have nothing in this because scenario. We have nothing to do with it. It says another man is going to bring in righteousness. It's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. I think it's right. Because it's, it's similar to, right? about it. It's similar way how Adam brought in sin. We had no choice. We had no choice about it. We had nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? And now, in order to receive that life, like it's just because of grace, man. Yeah. I was just gonna I was just saying the comparison of how us being in an evil state when Jesus was like if he being evil know how to give give good yeah, gifts. Yeah. So people even know how to give a gift. So you could yeah, there's some discernment yeah. knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, knowledge of good evil. Yeah, you know how to give good gifts. But you're evil, but you know how to give good gifts. You know even so much more, your father in heaven. We give unto those. So, you know, he's calling us to higher calling here. And like I said, we're going to be made righteous. None of yourself. Because never could you do something that doesn't make you righteous. Right. The deeds doesn't make you righteous. Levels. There's levels. And like you said, we'll be made righteous. There's yeah. levels. The Bible says only God is good. God is good. Yeah. Only one. Only one. Only one level, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no level. Only God is good. One being that's good. Must have God. Must have God. So, so the, yeah. The plan, though, because when Satan came on the scene, he basically took away that dominion from Adam. Yeah. Yes. Dominion was lost. Dominion lost. So yeah. He took that away. And then Christ now comes back. To reclaim dominion. Or comes to reclaim that. Because when uh, Satan tempted Christ, he said, you know, I will give you all of this. If you bow down, I'll give you the kingdom. Legitimately, it was it belongs to Satan. So the yeah. earth belonged to Satan. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It belonged to him.
Eve making that decision, right? So what was what was in Eve then? Why was she why was she so why was she deceived in that way? And Adam wasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, what was the difference between the two of them that he was able to see uh, this is not the right move, and he just made his move based out of love. I don't know. I mean, here's what, here's what normally does. Going back to Genesis, right? God, God made a very clear point when he said Genesis chapter um, chapter one. I believe he said it is not good for man to be alone. There was a reason why I believe Eve got thrown off. 18, John 2, 18. Oh, yeah. Because of her alone. John 2, 18. I mean, Genesis 2, 18. Genesis 2, 18. I needed to have been there, right? And the Lord said... They said, the Lord said, it's not good that man should be alone. Why would God say that? Mm -hmm. Everything he made before then, he mm -hmm. made and appeared. At least we yeah. know based on what he did, he told Noah was to take one of each, mm -hmm. right? Take seven of these seven couples, pairs, right? right? Mm -hmm. So, so he said, Adam saw his loneliness when Well, but I think function. the bottom line was, Eve was in a vulnerable place right. being, alone, being alone. And, no, and God's intent was not that she would be in that place because he made her to be a healthy also, let's not give Eve oh. too much credit. Yeah. She was deceived. Like, there was another factor there. It was like, there's a serpent. Like, the devil was, be sober for the devil's a roaring lion sticking for him to devour. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't just like, she, yes, she was deceived, but there was a, an extra variable there. Like, there's really a, a, a lion roaming just looking at a snake. Catch yeah, No, but the wrong lion. It's a serpent. But you're moving like a snake. roaming. Yeah, I'm a good point. I mean, I, I think, I think there is, there lies, I believe, the strength of, of, Unity in 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 in, 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 in 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 marriage, right? Is that is or in togetherness, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if it was not the case, God would have left Adam to be by himself, right? There was a purpose behind why God said it's not good for that man. I want to get into that. That's not. Not from a perspective, I'm just saying that. No, I'm the father. Exactly. 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 Exactly.
if we're staying consistent. If we're staying consistent with the parallel of the relationship. Right. Christ mm -hmm. was with the Father. Always. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always. Man. <laughs> Man, I just open up something. <laughs> I just open up something. <laughs> I mean, since he was from. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. It's wonderful, though. It's beautiful to see that. Man. So, and I, and I think, you know, we can kind of, because we, we, we saw a lot, and I, like I said, this is the gospel. The gospel shouldn't be this simple in terms of how we achieve eternal life or how we get eternal life. It's it's not actually, you know, achieving seems more like a you work, work to it, right? but how, how you just receive it, right, mm -hmm. rather. Because um, you, John 5, 24, because we talked about like the condemnation that was brought up to all men based on that one man's disobedience, mm -hmm. right? And so now when we look at the grand schemes, everything like, how do we change this? Or how do we, what's the answer? And Jesus is speaking here. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. So now we're going back to receiving this eternal life that was lost. Mm -hmm. So it says, hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. That's, that's life restored. That's key because if you look at, if you look at Romans and you go through Romans five, six, seven, and it seems real bleak because Paul is given this struggle that is within. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to do good, but I can't do it. You know, mm -hmm. the things that I, I want to do, that's the things I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, that's what I do. But then we get to verse, I mean, chapter eight, which is a beautiful text right there. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Nice. You have been passed from death. Into life. Into life. So, so I think, started, yeah, go ahead. So we started from life, from Adam, then the serpent saved Eve, and Eve gave the fruit to Adam. Then the life that Adam had, now is death in his life. Yeah. So now in order to restore, remember we talked about reconciliation, mm -hmm. restore that life back, get Christ, second Adam, the second Adam, and the second Adam restores that life. So we go from death, from life to, to death, 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 back to life. Back to life. But let me clarify: when when Adam chose self-government, he lost the everlasting life of the Father. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is what now, what you just said, Christ has come to restore. Everything about. The plan of salvation is a transference of life. Of life. If we if we look at it through the context of um, Romans chapter seven, like you said, Paul is saying the good I want to do, that I can't do it, and the things that I don't want to do, that is what I do. But then he cries and he says, "But thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus." The restoration within the human the human experience of Christ in us, God and Christ in us is what allows us to now have 
the victory over our own life, our own self, our own inner being that causes us to sin. Now we have this war. We can choose to let Christ live or choose to let the, the flesh live. Both can't live at the same time. Right. But when we acknowledge that Christ is living, the flesh has to die. The flesh has to die. The inner spiritual na nature that we got from, from Adam has to die once we allow Christ to live. And to live is Christ, to die is gain. We'll get into the discussion on, on death. Another topic. <laughs> <laughs> that, just, that just came to me. Philippians 1 6, and this is one of my favorite verses. Um, this, I, this is a hopeful verse. It's like being confident of this very thing mm -hmm. that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. If you let him do it. If you let him. And, and it's like we said, it's a free gift. It's a free you can gift. either choose to accept the gift or reject the gift. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you choose to accept that gift, being conf be confident. Yeah, because that right. very thing, that choice you made, he, will, he who began that good work in you will perform it unto the day. Absolutely. And, and the person that will perform it is the person that you want to be performing because that's yeah. God himself. Yeah. And I think, you know, this whole progression that we're doing in these studies, it's like, you're now able to go to these familiar texts and understand what it's talking about. Right. So a simple familiar text, John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now we understand why we want everlasting life, why it's necessary, why we have to believe so that we don't perish. Because like, what, what have we done? What has a baby done when they're born to still, to, to, to have to enter into an experience of, of perishing? Mm -hmm. Why is that, why is automatic on our, as we start off in life, we are starting off in the negative. Because of the life of Adam. Because of the life of Adam. But now this big gift, this free gift, for God so loved the world, and let's go back to our points in all the other episodes, so loved. Now we understand why it's so loved. It's so much of an aspect of love in giving his son so that we can experience eternal life again. So in our next episodes, we can now focus on, okay, what does it mean? What is this struggle that's going into from life to death? How do we go from life into death? How do we, you know, when Christ, even in this chapter is talking about to Nicodemus, what does it mean to be born again? All these topics now that we can now go into because we've laid the foundation. So stick with us and you'll learn some more as we all learn together. And what God has revealed to us in Scripture. We are on learn. On learn.